When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast brought to you by the Arizona Lottery here today on a victory Monday. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock. Apologies for my tardiness today. It was well worth it, though, as was a Cardinal dub, Bull Brock, in the state of Pittsburgh against the Steelers, the vaunted defense. And today, entering the bye week, some much-needed clarity for the Redbirds for the first time in a hot minute. Absolutely. The Arizona Cardinals, they had just today, they went in for a lift. They got their swole on, right? Like Johnny in the lab. And then they're off to their merry way. Yeah, look at those guns. Uh, there's no no price of admission here. Those that's free here with PHNX Cardinals, but the Arizona Cardinals Looking free. Touching's gonna cost you. <laughs> All right, that's kind of weird. Uh, as far as the Cardinals, they're off into their bye week, and they'll come back. They'll be back on the practice field Monday. What Jonathan Gannon calls a bonus Monday. They'll start their uh, their practice for the 49ers week a week from today. But what you said, you know, this is a team that I think that they checked off a couple boxes on some questions uh, that they are some, they got some answers for some questions that they had. And now we need to figure out what this team needs to figure out between now and the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, let's start with what I think is the most pressing question that remains for this year is like, what's going to happen with the quarterback position, Kyler Murray, because like I was sick to my stomach. I thought they were going to be Houston. I thought they'd be competitive. We both picked them to beat the LA Rams. Those mm-hmm. games didn't go as planned, right? So then suddenly after that, you know, warm and fuzzy win over the Atlanta Falcons, we're sitting back and we're like, is this really going to happen? Are they going to fall back into a position where we got to talk about Caleb Williams again and potentially Drake May? And then we're sitting here, 5,000-foot view. Kyler Murray's 2-2 two and two since right. he came back as the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. They're averaging – almost four more total points per game with him playing, I would say still below his expectations of himself, certainly $52 million quarterback of 2024. And it's like, yeah, I think we do have clarity now. You know, I said on Friday, I doubled down yesterday on the post game show, like he's going to be their quarterback next year. There are throws yesterday he made beyond the box score that I'm sorry right now today, Drake may is not capable of, of making. I'm sorry. Drake may in a conference that couldn't get into the college football playoff, despite a, you know, ACC Florida State. Come team on, Johnny. No, that's Drake Mays. Wound is fresh for the Knowles out there in the Kyler ACC. Plays in the big boy NFC West. <laughs> he went on the road and beat the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Like he did. You can say what you want about him. You think he's overrated or he's too small. I watched a guy go first overall, play under center in Pittsburgh yesterday, and make big time throw after big time throw after big time throw. And um, yeah. The point of this portion of eight games is to get clarity with this roster and Kyler Murray. I think we have it now. I think I know John the Gannon and company feel like they have it because the best course of action for this franchise, whether you want to believe it or not, is to build this team around Kyler Murray to contend in 2024. That's a good feeling if you're a Cardinal fan, I think. It should be a great feeling. I mean, I understand that he, he remains a polarizing figure and with the contract, it's, it's going to be that way until he starts stacking wins. Uh, you know, in the future for a more talented roster. And he's, you know, the, the infrastructure becomes stronger, right? Which I think all signs are pointing to Monty Ossifort and Jonathan Gannon strengthening that this yeah. offseason for Kyler Murray. But to be able to understand, and what Emily says in the chat, K1's their guy, absolutely. I think that that, that no doubt about it. You do, you, I just showed 
uh, Damon. And I was I was a little green in the face. The throw to Rondell Moore that he dropped. It was even prettier than the ball that he connected with Rondell Moore against Houston with. It was just a better ball that was putting the receiver in an absolute just beautiful position to make a play, and he did it. And then I looked at the the play where Rondell Moore mossed. Patrick Peterson, Petty Pat P, he uh, he goes up and over him at 5'7". He goes up and, and Kyler Murray puts the ball in the absolute perfect spot on the run, evading yeah. pressure. He made those throws, like you said, that aren't coming out of the ACC. I don't care what quarterback you're pointing to, right? So it, it's 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 a big, big day for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I was, I was a little bit more patient. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, I was – I was Miss Cleo here and I could read the future, right? Just call my 800 number and I'll tell you all about it. But, you know, it, there, there were going to be some growing pains. We, we, do need to, we did need to temper our expectations as far as Kyler Murray to, to really take into consideration what he was up against. Coming off his first series injury, learning a new offense, going up against NFL defenses in the middle of a season uh, and getting back on track to expect him to just hit the ground running and not have any growing pains, I think that's a bit naive. So for him to... You know, I think Jonathan Gannon had an idea of who Kyler Murray was, right? He's prepared for him as a defensive coordinator. He knows the stress that that puts on that position and any opponent that's coming to play the Cardinals or Cardinals are visiting to play. And he wanted to see it play out on grass. Jonathan Gannon says that all the time. We're hearing that from JG. You have an idea of what it's going to be, and then you have to see what it looks like on grass. And, you know, there were some games and performances that I think maybe cast some doubt in their head, but then when you see performances like yesterday, and of course what you had from Atlanta, which was you know pretty otherworldly considering everything at play within the NFL for Kyler Murray to come back and play like he did, I think that Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon have a pretty solid idea of who their quarterback is going forward. I mean, it would take a massive collapse, knock on yeah. wood, for Kyler Murray not to be back. It would take you know uh, an error situation on the field, God forbid, an injury. I mean, like he he's on track to be the quarterback. And I think, again, it's bigger than just the statistics. But like both you would have asked me two weeks ago, where is he primed for a bigger day at home against the Rams? The middling four and six Rams are on the road at seven and three Pittsburgh. <laughs> and we both would have been like, oh, he's he's going to have a nice day against the Rams. He's going to put right. up like three or four total touchdowns. And that game was unwatchable offensively. Now, you fast forward a week later. Maybe their most complete offensive game of the year when you consider they call off the dogs like they could have scored another touchdown. They had a touchdown wiped off the board because of an egregious holding penalty on their left guard. I've watched it a hundred times. I haven't seen it right. That pass you just alluded to to Rondell Moore. The Cardinals could have gone into Pittsburgh and dropped 30 plus points. Nobody. I don't care if you were optimistic the Cardinals were going to win that game. Anybody that thought the Cardinals were going to win. It would have been takeaways, turnovers, their defense, 17 to 13, an ugly game. No, actually, they put together a 99-yard touchdown drive in that game. Something I did <laughs> not think they were capable of doing. Yeah. Like it's um, that's unbelievable. And I don't yeah. want to hear people making excuses. First of all, they would have beaten the Steelers yesterday had Kenny Pickett been the quarterback. They were beating the Steelers when he went out of the game, right? Pickett, Pickett didn't look very good. I would argue Trubisky at times in the second half looked better. And then at the end of the day, like the Pittsburgh defense was as healthy as they've been all season. Mika Fitzpatrick. They're all pro safety that they traded a one for from the Miami Dolphins a couple of years ago was back in the lineup yesterday, getting abused by Trey McBride. So I, again, that's an outlier performance that I didn't foresee happening. So when I was on this show a week ago and it was doom and gloom and I was Mr. Emotional, I feel like it was warranted. Maybe it was the, the kick in the ass this team needed, but like the two times I've been irrationally emotional on this show were pre-Dallas and pre-Pittsburgh. So maybe I just need to be emotional every Monday that we do this show. Oh, yes, because I think everybody wants to see emotional Johnny. Johnny and his feelings on a Monday and then throughout a week. It, it, it Everything's well terrible. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Everybody's going to get fired. <laughs> Trade everybody. Yeah. The sky is falling. It's official. The sky has been uh, reported falling, and uh, there's no hope in sight for anybody. In in the Steelers, they're, they're turning it back to the Steelers curtain and that's the thing right you got a good game plan if you play within your offense and then you obviously have a, a tremendous skill set you know you can you can combat a rock solid defense you can change trends kyler murray has the ability 
to change trends that are going in the wrong direction. And he can get them going positively. That's what the play, a player of his caliber, of his skill set, is capable of doing. Now, I want to take a look at the schedule real quick. Damon Dog, can we look at the remaining schedule for the Arizona Cardinals? And we'll just kind of look at, you know, where things could potentially go wrong. Obviously, they're in their bye week. And then where they could probably gain some momentum going into the offseason, right? The bye week here, chance to get healthy, a chance to get – and Jonathan Gant said that during his press availability today that he feels like, okay, we're going to – they do need some rest. They need some relaxation. They'll get back here Monday, and then they'll focus on their next game, December 17th against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and they're not thinking much beyond that as even though we're doing that on the show, like what do they need to kind of continue to check off which boxes between now and the final whistle being blown on January 7th against the Seahawks. You know, I, I think that San Francisco, if you can continue the, what you did offensively with the Joshua Dobbs at quarterback, another 99 yard drive that was injured in that game and have some pretty, you know, impressive moments from that game and and be competitive in that. I, I think that the, the fan base would continue to to be on board. And then beating the Bears, I think it would be, go a, a tremendous way for the Arizona Cardinals. The Bears are so fraudulent. I can't wait to be a bet MGM for that game on New Year's Eve with, <laughs> with our watch along faithful. By the way, this thank you to everybody who came out yeah. yesterday for the watch along. We had a blast. Tons of giveaways. Thank you to Neil Rackers. Thank you to Larry Center. It's just Having a blast. I can't wait for that. Watch long because uh, the Bears are super fraudulent. And I have full confidence now the Cardinals are going to beat that ass in Chicago. But here's the deal. Who, who would have thought in a season where a lot of people thought the Cardinals were going to go winless and have the first overall pick? Like they have almost the same amount of wins as last year with Cliff Kingsbury and DeAndre Hopkins. And a, what I think is a better roster than they have now, certainly. I mean, they've got more promise right now because of the rookie class. They're sporting fucking J.J. Watt last year. I mean, like, they're going to win the same amount of games, if not more so. Like, I think it's asking a lot for this team to win two more games. It's not to say they can't. I I, I expect now against Chicago, and we'll see what, what happens against Seattle, those are the two winnable games. Now, I would sell my entire 401K, parts of my family, the entire season if they win to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray and company. That's that's everything. Yeah. That would be the biggest win in the history of the show and this program. And we've, yeah. we haven't had very many to speak on, right? I was in L.A. for the playoff game, and that was an unmitigated disaster. If the Cardinals can go into Philadelphia yeah. and somehow conjure up a win for Jonathan Gannon and company, that would be fantastic. By the way, Philadelphia, it's melting down because we've found out now how fraudulent that team is which you absolutely love to see. And I'm sure Jonathan Gannon feels pretty good with his XFL front seven holding Pittsburgh to 10 points. And we're not going to talk about that today. But here's what I will say. Cardinals are going to get at least one more dub, which means that they're going to go three and five with Kyler Murray. And again, the optics are important. I think they'll be in the Seattle game. I actually think they're going to be in the San Francisco game. I think the San Francisco game, you're going to get a San Francisco team, in my opinion, it's going to be a little bit of a lull. I think it's going to be very competitive. We've seen Gannon and the company were very competitive with Joshua Dobbs at San Francisco. If you told me they got two more wins this year, that is a huge success. Draft picks be damned, and I know it's crushing. We're going to talk about the draft standings later in the show, Bo, but you go 500 with this roster with Kyler Murray with the second hardest strength of schedule in the NFL. Like I see somebody in the chat asking me, John, uh, Johnny, do you think that this is a playoff team next year? I think it's a playoff team next year, regardless of how they finish. I think they're going to make enough moves for 2024 that this team's going to the postseason. I'm ready to put a sizable three-figure amount on it with our friends at BetMGM, you know, later this offseason, a futures bet. But yeah, you have to be thinking if Kyle Murray's your quarterback next year, you have to be thinking playoffs. Am I wrong? Sure, for sure. You got a lot of work to be done between now and then. You got to make a lot of okay, you know. Nice Okay, Mr. No, Buzzkill, I, I thought we were having optimistic. I'm sorry. This, this, <laughs> I had to talk you off the ledge last week, and you're sitting here and you're saying, I think they're going to beat the San Francisco 49 <laughs> I didn't say that. I said it was going to be competitive. Right. At the Niners team I looked at that watched yesterday, that's that's a tough that's a tough draw for anybody it, with, with some of the best in the league. It and is. the last time these teams meet, met up, the, the 49ers, you know, outside of kneeling down at, at half, they weren't. They were stopped once, I think. Didn't they score on like five of their six series in that game? They were. They were unstoppable. Offense pretty good though. Dobbs, uh, Michael Dobbs should have had three touchdown passes that game. He should have, right? Zach Pascal. My point was, I think Kyler's going to have a, a good game. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's absolutely possible. And look, the Niners. Get, 
they got stronger since that last time. They had Chase Young. It's and the Arizona Cardinals, like hopefully part of the equation with Jonathan Gannon saying they're getting healthy. Like, of course you you point to to uh, Michael Wilson, but like, I wonder if he can get one of those defensive linemen back off of IR. Is, is LJ Collier? Is he close? Is Carlos Watkins close? That would be a big boost when you're going up against Christian McCaffrey. He's been so damn good for the 49ers. I just the the vibes on this team are so much bigger and better. Like there's going to be a team in the NFC South that makes the playoffs this year with a fraudulent head coach and a shit quarterback situation and their fan base is going to get excited. And that's great. If you're a Saints fan or a Falcon fan, uh, you know, I love Todd Bowles. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, the Cardinals are exponentially better set up for long-term success than any of those fraudulent teams. Somebody asked me, right, like the NFC has, I think, four teams with winning record right now. Why on earth would you think about middling this up with a first round quarterback, not named Caleb Williams, when you have Kyler Murray and you can contend next year? What I watched yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is kind of what I've been, I'm hoping that Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing opt to do forever. That looked like maybe a little bit more watered down given the elements. Russell Wilson in Seattle for 10 years. You got a running game. You play under center. You go into shotgun when you need to. You've got a quarterback who's special, who can make plays on the run, who's deadly accurate. That that's what Russell Wilson looked like in Seattle. Like that's what the Cardinals' offense should be. Like we we talk about like let Russ cook, and it it looks bad now in Denver. But like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, I always thought had much more similarities than he did to Michael Vick or anybody else. But what did Russell Wilson have? He had a good defense with a defensive mm-hmm. head coach, and he had a Hall of Fame running back. Like the Cardinals can manufacture a run game with James Conner or a draft pick next spring, run the football effectively. We talked about this on the post a pregame halftime show yesterday. James Conner had 1.7 yards per carry at halftime. He finished with over 100 yards and, and almost five yards a carry. You got to stick to it, man. Give Kyler Murray that balance and he can be deadly. Like Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback in the NFC. He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL when you do what you did yesterday. Because he's the same thing as Dak Prescott and Jared Goff and Jared Jalen Hurts and all these other guys. You have to have balance. And for so long, the Cardinals have forgotten that. Well, yesterday they were reminded of that. And hopefully they don't get away from it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's get into these uh, super chats. You guys are crushing it in the chat. It's a, it's a lively a victory Monday here. Ben Cork jumping in. Putting up five bucks. Thank you, Ben. What would be a realistic restructure to re-sign James Conner? What would it look like? His play is still in an elite level, and his his leadership is obvious. Offensive Buddha. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Obviously, what he brings to uh, the practice field, the locker room, to the gym. You know, obviously, when they're lifting weights, James Conner is legendary. And then what he's been doing this season uh, between the lines. It's tough to point out anybody that's done it better or at a higher level than James Conner. And something we talked about yesterday with Britton Golden on the show in the postgame show, you know, do you, do you even like touch his contract? Like, what do they have, right? $67 million as it stands right now in cap space. No, they with have James 70, Conner's 71. 71 with James Conner's, you know, contract already on the books. Kyler Murray's big cap number already on the books. Like maybe you just ride it out. Like it, everybody wants to create space, but what are you creating space for? Are you going to, is it, if you restructure James Conner, like does that free up some money to go get, you know, a defensive lineman, a cornerback, a wide receiver? Uh, I mean, obviously if it does, then do it. But at the same time, like they're going to have more than enough space to do what they want to do in free agency. Because let's remember, this is not going to be a team that's going to be built in free agency. I think that they'll be aggressive, but at the same time, like they're not going to go break the bank and try to like address every single issue. They want to be a draft and develop team. Uh, I think you like, I was on the, the notion, like have him take a pay cut. And then if you don't want to take a pay cut, like don't bring him back. He's hurt every year. Yeah, like again, reactionary Johnny today. He is an elite human being. Like yeah. I, I know that can get overplayed in the NFL, and you have to have players, and you have to have winners and blue chip guys. He's an elite person. We knew that. He's one of the three highest respected guys in that locker room. He's a captain for a reason. He's an all time great signing. Don't touch his contract. Don't touch his. It's one year left for eight million dollars. That yeah. for a guy who brings so much to the table. I think the two guys that have helped themselves the most over the second half right now are James Conner and DJ Humphreys. Now, does that preclude them from taking Joe Alt or taking a mid-round running back? No. But at the end of the day, James Conner 
He's never had a thousand yard rushing season. Anybody know that? Like that's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. The value he brings for short yardage in particular with Kyler Murray being undersized, the conversion rate in the red zone, you have $8 million. Where are you going to spend that next year? If you ask him to take a pay cut, what for, for $3 million, you're not going to spend. I'm going to tell you right now, bad teams spend $70 million in one off season. That's not how good teams operate. His last year of his contract, they're, they're going to draft the heir apparent or they're going to try to. You should emulate what the Detroit Lions are doing right now with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Now, don't take a fucking running back in the first round, but take a, take a mid-round <laughs> back, take a second yes. or a third round back, right. and pair them with James Conner. I'll tell you what, I like what I saw from Michael Carter today. I, his run, it's three three to three. It's third and six. That might have changed the complexity of the game. Mm-hmm. But you take a back. You bring those two other guys back. They're under contract. Don't mess with it because I'm going to tell you right now, the more emphasis you put on that group, the more inclined I think Drew Petsen is to use them. This is a run-first offense right now until you get the weapons in the receiving core. Like, don't water down the running back position when you don't really have a strength outside of it and tight end because the receiver room needs a facelift. So I, I, I've i taken a complete 180. You keep him on the books. You pay him what he deserves because he certainly earned it. Uh, and again, that's the beauty of the position. Like if you draft, let's say a quarterback, right. And mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's on the roster, whatever it is. I know this is a ridiculous hypothetical. Yeah. That quarterback's not getting reps. Like you can have James Conner be really successful in his role 60% of the time, 65% and mix in a rookie at 40%. Yeah. I agree with Chase here. Michael Carter has some juice left. I dig it. Absolutely. I mean, he's in his third year of his NFL career. He's under contract through 2024, relatively affordable. Uh, you get James Conner, you got a Murray Dermacato who's going to be under contract. And he's a guy that I think his at least has got to make a case to continue on this roster and compete uh, for a spot next preseason and training camp. But then what Ben Cork's saying, you know, JC Carter, a rookie, that would be an amazing running back room. No doubt about it. You get somebody like a Trey Benson in here. You got a James Conner in the waiting, uh, who was a third round pick himself, who was immediately thrown uh, into the action, like because Le'Veon Bell couldn't get through his contract negotiations with his team uh, and took himself off the field. Like you could get somebody in here and, and, and just kind of like the uh, like the Cardinals did with David Johnson as well. Like they had Chris Johnson, who was leading the league in rushing. He gets hurt. What happens? James Conner gets in there. I mean, sorry, David Johnson gets in there and he becomes a star in the making. And, and then yeah. the next season, he hit the ground running and scored 20 touchdowns from scrimmage. It was unreal. Not saying that that's all going to happen like that, but you give yourself an opportunity by having somebody in place. And I think Monty would would always err on the side of having having one uh, at a position instead of cutting bait and saying and trying to figure it out throughout the offseason. I didn't ask you. So I we looked at the schedule. I said one, two wins max remaining. Let's put the schedule back up, Bo. Give yeah. me your breakdown of the most realistic options for them to win games the rest of this year. Well, I mean, when you're looking at as much as I like this team getting healthier, coming off a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, we saw on Sunday as well that the 49ers are an absolute just wagon. And I, it pains me to say that, but the the way that they're just, unless something drastic happens, catastrophic happens to the 49ers this upcoming week, um, you know, they're, they're going to be pretty close to full strength coming into the desert, a place that they've had some success and, you know, going up against the, the that that's not a dub. If it, if it turns into one even better. Right. But I'm looking at December 24th and, and I think that's your, your realistic, like big time spot to get this, this fourth win of the season. And then, you know, Philly, another tough team. And then we'll see, you know, final week of the season, the regular season finale is, is Seattle's falling further and further out of the NFC playoff picture. You know, do they, do they play everybody? Um, what, what's their status going to be? It, it could determine, you know, whether or not that's a, does that become a weight class game for the Cardinals? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think again, January 7th against Seattle, when you talk about the landscape of the off season, the jumping off point, like that could be two franchises going in completely separate directions. That could be the beginning, in my opinion, of the end of Seattle with Geno Smith and the beginning of, oh, the Cardinals, they're going to make some noise in the NFC West. They've got their quarterback now. They're cooking with gas. Like Seattle could enter the offseason with some question marks, whereas I, I I know people want to talk about the draft pick, and we're going to get excited about that, but you, you cannot put a price on 
how much these these cornerstone building block culture wins do for this franchise. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Dante Stills and B.J. Ojolari and Garrett Williams, these mid-rounders who may or may not thought they'd have, they're thrust into Heinz Field yesterday playing winning football for their head coach, Jonathan Gannon. That team now knows we can go into Pittsburgh and beat Mike Tomlin with Jonathan Gannon as our head coach. And I, I don't think you put a price on that. We want to know that this head coach can't doesn't need to get swept in a rebuilding year, right? That, yeah. to me, means everything. It means everything. Yeah, it uh, it gives a lot of uh, confidence in in the head guy that I don't think was necessarily there, you know, for the previous regime. And Monty Austinford has certainly done that. Uh, starting to see, continue to see rookies trend in the right directions. I mean, this was a Cardinals team that deployed three rookie corners yesterday, and they they held they they were able to kind of hold themselves pretty steady throughout the game. We saw some plays from Keetra Clark, some nice tackles there. Garrett Williams continues to be a guy that, that, you know, I think opposing passing attacks are shying away from. And, you know, uh, Devad Wilson, who was an undrafted free agent from UCF via Georgia uh, from the Jaguars, this preseason and training camp, like he, he's a guy that now he played a hundred percent of the snaps and, Marco Wilson was relegated to special team. So yeah. it's it's pretty impressive what, what Gannon and, and Rollis were able to accomplish yesterday and the boost that it gave going into the Cardinals bye week. Let's continue with these super chats here, uh, Johnny. Our guy Easton jumping in. 499. Thank you, Easton. Still terrified from your avatar with uh with Danger Russ, uh, Mr. Unlimited. Beating the Eagles in Philly seems like it's something the Gannon Cardinals would do. Sign me up right now. Sign me up. I would I would That's go outside of our new PHLY building and I would I would just I would yell and I'd scream and I'd talk as much shit as possible. That would be elite. I would absolutely love to see it. Um, and again, yesterday gave me the the smallest glimmer of hope that it could happen. Um, <laughs> because I, I do feel like Philadelphia has played some close games this year. They're incredibly tough. They have an elite roster. But again, like the Cardinals, to me, like. Here, here's the thing. I, every time I'm, I'm ready to kick them to the curb and say they, this team's bottomed out, their talent levels met. Like Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen are, are I think, are big time coordinators, NFL head coaches now. Like Shane Steichen's going to go to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew, albeit Wild. in the in the shit AFC South. Like, and then Jonathan Gannon, we know it's working miracles with this front seven in the Arizona Cardinal defense. So for me, it's like. Philadelphia, I think you're now starting to see some some cracks in the foundation ball where like this team, I think, is topped out. I really do. Like anybody who thinks they're on the same level with like a San Francisco, I think Dallas is going to beat them this weekend. To me, like if you're if you're an Eagle fan, it's great that you got Jalen Carter and and you crushed your coordinator, specifically Gannon for leaving. Like, how'd that look yesterday when you you literally couldn't stop anybody? Like Reed Blankenship is getting crushed on social media. That was John and Gannon's boy. He coached yeah. him up. He, he played his best football under JG. Like Jalen Thompson's playing out the safety position. He didn't look like the same player. I mean, coaching matters. And Sirianni does not specialize in either side of the football. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to collapse, but I mean, life comes at you fast. <laughs> Cardinals yesterday, Heinz Field holding that offense to 10 points, scoring should have been over 30 points in Kyler Murray's first road win of the season. You love to see it. Yeah, another super chat here from you. What? Uh, very nice super chat here. One ninety nine. My handsome boys. Thanks for the hard work, Kings. Well, thank you. You what? We appreciate you jumping in here, being as active as you are in the chat. Um, yeah, Philly right now. That that pass defense. It's it's struggling mightily. Uh, that win over KC. How's that looking these days? KC doesn't seem to have it this year oh, either. Once they're not getting all the calls, they seem to uh, not win as many football games. So, and and that the roster's deteriorated for them. Obviously, in a cap league, things happen. You have to get rid of some of your stars, and uh, we're gonna have to see maybe a little bit of a facelift outside of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. But um, this Cardinals team, man, it, it is crazy what just a, a win does for him, Johnny. It really is just crazy how how it boosts the morale around here. It makes people after losing back to back games after the Kyler return, like they're just going through it. it. It's a it's a glass case of emotion here in the desert, but it's it's nice. You you feel alive. Uh, I feel alive with my friends in BetMGM. It's BetMGM for fifteen hundred first bet offer. If you're a new customer with BetMGM, first of all, what have you been waiting for? We're going to be at the BetMGM Sportsbook every single away game for watch-alongs. Again, big thanks to everybody who came out yesterday. Big thanks to everybody 
who's been downloading the BetMGM app and using that bonus code PHNX right now. The exclusive offer for new customers. Place a bet of at least $10. bucks. you are going to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets instantly if your wager does not hit. Put 10 bucks down, you lose, you get 10 bucks of bonus bets to do what you want to do with. We've got a Monday night football game tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, I like Travis Etienne, even though I'm playing against him on Bo's fantasy team. Two touchdowns tonight, not one, but two. Parlay that with the Jags money line and the over. It's going to hit with our friends at BetMGM. You're going to hit big. BetMGM, bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Uh, you know, Johnny, you should give yourself a pat on the back. The way that you competed in fantasy this week, it was admirable. You know, you jumped out to a big lead. I think you even said bye-bye to my fantasy team on <laughs> Thursday night. You were claiming victory then, but then, yes, life does come at you at you fast. And you're holding on to a four-point lead, and the guy you just predicted for two tutties, uh, he's on my squad. And so you're burying the lead right now. I don't have to go to Waffle House. Can we That's tell great. everybody that? I will Look, not be at Waffle House. You fought your ass off. You fought your ass off, and I think that you should be proud of what you were able to I accomplish. Dug yourself a big hole in the beginning. P- terrible drafting. Off, Awfully. <laughs> Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just terrible, but uh, you should sit down tonight, crack a wink or a countdown and and know that you got the job done, that you're not going to be making a reservation for one at Waffle House uh, to cash in on and pay off the bet in our PHNX Fantasy Football League. But Wink Seltzers are available online for consumers to buy direct to their doorstep at drinkwink.com, D-R-I-N-K-W-Y-N-K.com. This is a product that has THC and CBD, and it comes in 2.5 milligram and 5 milligram cans online. Zero sugar, zero calories. It comes in a variety of delicious flavors, mango, lime, black cherry. It's just like most of the seltzers out there without the booze in it. It's got the THC. And you're not going to get those hangovers. It's the taste is crisp. It's clean. It's refreshing. No hangovers are creating. Uh, it's it's really got something going on there at, at drinkwink.com. And their sister product, Countdown, you can't miss out on that. Right now, you can go inside a cannabis Tempe dispensary, all Sunday good locations, and of course, in Tucson at Green Med Dispensary right now through New Year's. And they're running daily deals on Countdown to, to 2024 together in all dispensary locations that carry that product so check it out wink and countdown uh dylan richards are we going to do a crossover pod week 16 with our friends at chgo you bet your sweet ass we're going to try to do I think that we've got two i think we got two in the works right yeah. chgo the bears game and then uh if you um, if you forgot phly it's still it's it's hit the ground running and they're talking eagles football over there maybe we'll get into a just a all-out anchorman style brawl with them it's good to see that the Bears fans listen. There, there's some there's some delusional people out there. I lived in the state of Chicago for most of my adult life until <laughs> uh, I was 30 years old. The people that think the Bears are going to somehow get Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr. like calm down. I think last right. night performance by Jordan Love really kind of underscores their need to. We just need to get a new quarterback here. Uh, I love this comment from you. What Heisman finalist just announced: Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's get those uh, three quarterbacks drafted in the top 10. Let's, let's, let's do five <laughs> quarterbacks in the top 10 for your boys. Can we do that? It would be huge. It would be huge. You would just move more position players down the board right into the open arms of one Monty Austin Fort, the Boston Fort, making the deals for the Arizona Cardinals. So Yeah, yeah. Chris, I said stay to Chicago. You know what I meant. Don't be a smartass. Come on now. Bo Mix is crazy cold, uh, even though he lost twice to Washington. Uh we're winners today. <laughs> Unlike Bonix, uh, we haven't got to do very many Victory Mondays here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Uh, we're enjoying it today. We're also enjoying trending up, trending down mm. for our precious Redbirds. Our naughty or nice off. list. Yeah, naughty or nice list. Why not? Here we go. Who's naughty? Who's nice? Johnny Venerable style. Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. Here we go. Uh, a little naughty action. Pass rush. Where is it? No sacks yesterday. This group is overachieved this year. 
Okay, so let's put that as a precursor. I do not love the personnel long-term. I think B.J. Ojolari is your only staple. Guys like uh, Zayvon Collins and Dennis Gardector and Victor Dumikeji, like, what, what do you do with these guys? Because I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to draft at least one pass rusher. Hell, they could trade for one. That, what, if, what if Brian Burns is available and the Cardinals have, like, pick 25? What if there's a free agent pass rusher that's available? That's a group that bears watching. Um, Hollywood Brown was their lowest-graded PFF player yesterday. Barely played, left the game, and I get it. Gutted it out because of injury. I'm not going to kick a guy while he's down. But, I mean, like, what, Cardinals won a game, should have scored over 30 points, no impact from Hollywood Brown, and the couple times Kyler Murray tried to target him, incomplete, right? Uh, Greg Dortch is a better receiver than Hollywood Brown right now. Like, that's not a hot take. That's a fact. That's factual. Now, I hope Hollywood Brown can get right healthy during the bye week and come back and play well against San Francisco. But like Michael Wilson's going to be back soon. Trey McBride, we're going to talk about him wide receiver one tight end one. I don't know what the future holds for, for Hollywood Brown right now. Uh, not, nor do I know what's going on with the draft position because right now they're picking third. One more win as Bo and I talked about off air. Uh, it, it could go from third to like seven real quick. Again, good problem to have. You're winning games for this culture, for this future. Kyler Murray, Jonathan Gannon, anybody licking their chops for a top three pick, crazy to think like one win's going to do that to you. There are a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. We're going to talk about that later on. There are some teams that may not win another game this year, maybe like five teams. Um, who's on the nice list? How about James Conner returning in 2024? We talked about it. Uh, his cap hit, albeit eight, $8.5 million. Is that what you want to pay a 29-year-old running back? It depends on the kind of player and the person. I think James Conner checks the nice list there. I think you bring him back. I think it's great for the locker room, culture, tone center. This team's telling you right now they got the right culture to be able to win a game late in the season, a throwaway, meaningless, tanking season, going to Heinz Field and win that game. Those are the kind of guys you want around. When's the last time Cliff Kingsbury won an early December game? Kyler Murray trending up. PFF grades, ever heard of them? Highest graded PFF player in the game yesterday for the Arizona Cardinals. Unequivocally, I thought best game since his return was robbed of statistics from both the officials and his receiving core. Did not let his teammates down. No turnover worthy plays, no bad sacks, efficient offensive performance. Give this guy a run game. I, I promise you, playoff bursts, maybe division titles, championships could follow. And then how about this? The coordinators. Drew Petzing, Nick Rollis, their best tandem game of the year. Nick Rollis, I put it on Twitter. He was in his bag yesterday, Santa's bag maybe. He keeps stacking quality performances. I think he's a future head coach in waiting. He is, I've been told, kind of the next great mastermind defensive guy in the NFL. Like, I, who's the coach that just – Josh McDaniels of defense is what I've heard him being compared to. No, don't do that to him. Well, without the – Sean McVay maybe? Yeah. I mean that the, he he's a grinder, and they were they stole mm. him from Philadelphia. You don't think that Philadelphia would like to have Nick Rouse right about now? Yeah. And then I'll give Drew Petzing his flowers. Hey, Drew Petzing, look, you stuck with your run game. Check out what happened. This team was super productive, most most yards on the ground in a couple of weeks. Certainly did not think they were capable of that against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So both coordinators can kick their feet up today. Enjoy Victory Monday. Kudos to them. Excited to have them in the fold in 2024 because you know they're going to get better, Bo. Absolutely. Let's take a look at my naughty nice list. Thanks to our friends over at the Arizona Lottery. Uh, let's start with the pass first offense. Uh, looks like it's hitting the naughty list. If it, if you do it again, you're not getting any toys. You're getting cold for Christmas uh, with the pass first offense. We're seeing that go down. We're seeing the trends go the other direction. And I love the patience that Drew Petzing, Jonathan Gannon, the Arizona Cardinals players on the field that they showed with the rush offense to, to really establish the run, to commit to the run because everybody like week in and week out, you can turn on any podcast that follows any team and they'll preview a game. And they say the key to success is establishing the run. And it's the one of the more easier said than done things that when, when people are previewing football games will say, but to really be patient, commit to it and not just pretty much go away from it once you don't have a ton of success uh that's where it ends right but the arizona cardinals they committed to it and it it turned and obviously in their favor in the second half james connor went off 
for over 100 yards. You added, you know, Kyler Murray 20 plus from scrimmage, and then off he's and then and Michael Carter had another 20. So very good day on the ground for the Arizona Cardinals. The sack numbers, as you mentioned, the pass rush. Where's it been? I like the pass rush, but the sack numbers haven't been there the last two weeks. Shut out goose egg as far as sacks the last two weeks against the Rams and the Steelers. But there was a big difference in in my opinion, Johnny. Sure, it might be naughty because it's not racking up fantasy points as far as getting those one-point sacks, but they were getting pressure and enough pressure to wreak havoc on on the Steelers' defense and keep them down. And then this one pains me the most because of what we just – which uh, what was our our guys uh, in in the chat saying that uh, with the Heisman candidates? Yeah. um, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to New York for the Heisman ceremony – not likely to be the Cardinals calling his name if they slide any further out of the top three of the NFL draft right now, picking three in a prime position for it. But if they slip anymore by winning football games, that, that dream of Marvin Harrison jr. Catching passes from Kyler Murray, it might be gone by the wayside. Our nice list, Trey McBride can't beat Trey McBride. I saw in the chat asking, is he a pro bowler? Yeah. He's right in the mix with some of the best tight ends in this league. He's, uh, you know, it's usually a watered down version of the Pro Bowl these days, but I think Trey McBride is absolutely deserves a spot. Is it in Orlando now? Trey McBride playing flag football with his, uh, with his peers, other Pro Bowlers down there. Uh, 610 yards receiving, two touchdowns, uh, and that's really been just over the last handful of games since, you know, you know, Zach Ertz at one point went out to injured reserve and now is no longer on the roster. Trey McBride is emerging this year. The safeties continue to play at a high level. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson were flying around the football yesterday. A couple TFLs for Buda. He had a big uh, hurry from Jalen Thompson. He's been tasked with rushing the passer a couple times this past week. Uh, you know, the previous two games, Jalen Thompson got his hands on some footballs. And then this guy, an unsung hero of this offense, right guard Will Hernandez, who at one point went out of the game, had a really good game, graded out well with pro football focus. You know, I thought that he kept his quarterback clean came back after injury he's a grinder he's been grinding all season and deserves some flowers today love will hernandez this offensive line i thought played pretty well yesterday yelled a fraud hold had a nice bounce back game it's not a liability like it has been let's talk about trey mcbride for a second why do you think it's so hard i think for cardinal fans maybe they've been burned before we we do anoint people right i anointed like beanie wells before and michael floyd but like something feels different with trey mcbride like trey mcbride you can watch it now transpire. This is not schematics, although I thought Petsing did a good job. It's not smoke and mirrors. Like what you see is what you get. This is what he did at Colorado State. And I think this is what he would have been doing, frankly, had he been given these opportunities dating back to last year. Every time you have put this man in a position to be tight end one, he has produced big numbers for you. Our friend of the program, PFF's Brad Spielberger, puts it out on Twitter. Check out this little nugget. Uh, since Trey McBride in week eight has been tight end number one. Um, well, he's third in receiving yards among tight ends, 87.2, uh, excuse me, in receiving grades. He's second in the NFL for tight ends in yards per route. 11 receptions. This is the big one. 11 receptions of 15 plus. So basically like big plays with Trey McBride. This is not like four yards in a cloud of dust with Zach Ertz. Nine missed tackles forced. Seven contested catches. That's number one. How about that one over Mika Fitzpatrick yesterday? 41 receptions, number one. 440 reception yards, number two. And how about this? Only two drops on 53 targets. Like, so you go to Trey McBride, you're getting a catch, you're getting a first down, you're getting a big play. I mean, he, he is the greatest tight end to start off his career since Jackie Smith circa, you know, 1980, whatever, for the Arizona Cardinals. And I know it's hard for a lot of Cardinal fans to say, when we don't annoy people and this team's terrible. No, actually, this is a guy that was drafted high. He was the number one tight end in his class two years ago. And he's on the cusp of superstardom in the NFL. And that's okay to admit. The the roster needs immense help left and right. But number 85, the tight end, you can check that box. It's done. It's over. No doubt about it. I mean, he's a guy that has emerged and he's doing it in a variety of different ways. He's not just a one trick pony. He's not a guy that just is athletic and he can go up and get a ball. He can't, he's not just Dan Arnold, right? Yeah. He, he can block, right? He's not a converted wide receiver. He's a guy that's going to get uh, his nose dirty. He's going to be in there and he's going to be thrown around, you know, uh, oncoming 
want to be tacklers, try yeah. to keep keep them off, you know, the Arizona Cardinals bar, ball carrier. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, he looks like a running back almost. He looks like a fullback toting the rock. And he's moving with speed and athleticism and agility. And I really like what I've seen from Trey McBride and the diverse amount of ways that he's made plays. Like the 131-yard the performance that he had. I mean, there was tight end screens. There was balls down the sidelines. There's balls down the field, in the middle of the field. And then there's balls, deep balls down the field that set up the game-winning score. And he put he had the full array of tricks out there on, on the field on Pittsburgh, especially at the end of that first half. So absolutely, don't, don't temper your expectations for Trey McBride because he been burned before because Dre McBride seems like he's the real deal for the Cardinals. He's in the same conversation statistically. And if you turn on the games, you'll watch and he'll stand out. 85 will stand out just like the rest of the guys like George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson and Travis Kelsey. He's the epitome of what the Cardinals, I, I hope, now aspire to be. And that's just that that physical toughness, that swagger. Arizona Animal put it, put it in the chat, has that confidence that nobody can cover him. At the end of the day, like this franchise has been soft for too long. Finesse football, soft, small. It's like, oh shit, we've got a big physical player who's 6'4 that wants the football, that commands the football. After that bullshit call from the official yesterday, he's like, no, come right back to me, Kyler, mm. with a safety and a corner on me in the rain. I'm going to catch the ball and get it over the pylon, get it, give it, get it over the one yard line. That's what the Cardinals need. They need more players like that. And he and he's just the star. I think it would be a fantastic contingency prize for this fan base for Trey McBride to hear his name called and go to the Pro Bowl this year. He's on pace now for 800 yards after being tight end one for about a half the season. So goodness, Lord only knows what he's going to do next year. I put it out on Twitter. If you take what he's gotten so far this year, he's averaging roughly like 60 some odd yards per game since he's been tight end one. It projects for like 1,100 yards next year. I think mm. that's very doable. I think it's very doable to see everybody at Gila River Resorts and casinos in two weeks for the home game against San Francisco. Again, if you're not going out to State Farm Stadium, party with us at Gila River Resorts and casinos. Fantastic, right? I've been to all the all the resorts, all the casinos Vegas has to offer. I've seen it. I've done it all. I'm going to tell you right now, the sports book, the top golf, Gila River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass here in the desert, it can't be beat. Over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live tabletops, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. It is flipping fantastic. The food is immaculate, upscale to casual. When the you know sun comes back out, they've got a great poolside option for you. They've got honey and vine, dining experience, Santan Mountain. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Join us at Wild Horse Pass for every home game the rest of this year. You will love it. You can do it. Go to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and play at Gila.com for more details. Those pools are heated, too. Uh, my wife took my son there. And oh, nice. He was playing poolside just uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago. Weather wasn't great, but pool vibes were immaculate. Yeah. Circle K, inner circle. Johnny always gets to talk about Circle K, and I get a little jealous because he gets to talk about all the great stuff that I'm actually partaking in on a daily basis. I got mm-hmm. a Circle K right down the street from my house. Actually, I got the gas light that just came on that I like to push the limits on, but why am I doing that when I'm a member of the inner circle? I can just go save money on every fill-up. You can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and then save three cents per gallon Every day as a member of the inner circle, get that six free on a selection of Circle K products. How about some pizza? How about some coffee, an ice cold fountain drink, a Polar Pop? Get in, join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Didi's saying, can we give McBride a cool name? I mean, we call ourselves the McBridesmaids, at least I do. <laughs> I don't know if, if Bo will, will succumb to that. But, I mean, McBride or die, yeah. Trey Day. I mean, there, there are some options, Bo. I know you got something better? No, I think that those are, I think those are all up to stuff. I, I like all every single one of them. I don't want to go baby Grant. I want Trey to have his no. own kind of expectations. Yeah. And, I again, like the expectations could not be lower for this position group, like historically – like Zach Ertz at like 35 years old. I know I'm being, you know, egregious here, but walked into Arizona and was like the most productive tight end they'd had in like 20 years. So, I mean, Trey McBride's their wide receiver one for the rest of the year. You can't convince me yeah. otherwise. He's the go-to guy until they improve that position group. And a good way to improve that, how about the 2024 NFL 
draft. Now, if you're a draft aficionado and you're hoping the Cardinals have the highest picks possible, yesterday was not a good day for you. Uh, our friends or frenemies out in Houston, they got a dub. Russell Wilson, big-time fraud. Houston is now picking 18th overall, while the Arizona Cardinals, they're picking third, right? Now, that could change. We talk about that at nauseum. How could that change? Well, we took together the remaining schedules for the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of the four-win team. So the Cardinals are the only three-win team. We're going to put off to the side. Carolina is a disaster. The Patriots are done. Like, those teams, I feel pretty confident the Cardinals are not jumping those teams. So the, I think the, Cardinals, the Patriots could potentially win this Thursday against Pittsburgh. Bro, how? They can't score points. How it, it could be three nothing. I don't know. It's okay. it's that bad. We'll put we'll put that off to the side for a sec. If that happens, <laughs> okay. so be it. Cardinals yeah. have three wins, and then about four or five other teams have four wins, right? Some of these teams have played one less game to the Cardinals. So we took all the schedules together. We're gonna compare, we're gonna contrast because Bo, you texted me earlier today. That strength of schedule. Could be tough for the Cardinals if they win one or two more games because yeah. they'll lose the tiebreaker. Yeah, I think it's backwards how the NFL does it. Like if you have a stronger strength of schedule, uh, you're you're penalized for it. Yeah. So if you're playing a tougher schedule and you have the same record of a, of a team that had a weaker schedule, but uh, it, they get the the higher draft pick, so you know you don't you don't get anything for that. You, you just fall down the draft rankings. So let's take a look at these these schedules of some of these four wins teams. So the Cardinals at three and ten. They've got the bye week. Then they host the Niners. They visit the Bears, who didn't score a touchdown in a win over the Josh Dobbs and nice. the Vikings last nice. week. You have at, on the road at Philly late December, and then you have the Seahawks coming in for the regular season finale in January. Uh, then you have this dumpster fire that is the Washington Commanders. They already fired their D.C. Sam Howell is a turnover machine. <clears throat> they take on the Rams, who are hot. Uh, the Jets, who can't score points, so that's a winnable game. And then yeah. they take on the 49ers, and then they take on the Cowboys. Those are those are I see at least three of four games that are locks for losses for the for Washington. Agreed, agreed. Then you've got the Bears. I the Bears to me very fraudulent, but I mean the Browns <laughs> right now are starting Joe Flacco in the year of our football lord 2023. The Lions are very Jekyll and Hyde right now. The Cardinals, of course, have their flaws. Then the Falcons and who's playing QB for the Falcons? Like, I think of all these teams right now, the Bears have the best chance to at least win one to two more games. I, I like if you told me the Bears had six wins at the end of the year, that wouldn't surprise me. Just based off like, you know, DJ Moore goes off, or you know, their defense has been playing well. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jets Commanders, you're going to get a win by default because they play each other, right? But the rest of these games for the Jets, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, maybe the Browns, maybe the Patriots, just the Jets to me, the, this whole saga with Zach Wilson, like maybe refusing to play games, it's hilarious. Like <laughs> <laughs> The Jets are the biggest disaster in the NFL. You absolutely love to see that. I'm going to tell you who's done winning games this year. Uh, the New York Giants are not going to win another game. I think if you're Tommy looking Cutlets? at Cutlets, bro, <laughs> the New York Giants if the Cardinals don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., he's going to be a New York Giant. That's my opinion. Because that look at that schedule. They're not beating the Eagles. They no. play them twice. They're not beating the Rams. Maybe they can beat the Saints. Maybe the Packers are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Giants are done. Giants are looking at 4-13. and They've got an easier strength of schedule. Cardinals, if they lose on sweet baby Marvin, it's going to be the Giants. Look at the Titans, too. They're at 4-8, and eight, huh? D-Hop's not... That putting them into a different win bracket. They've got one more <laughs> win with DeAndre Hopkins, so that answers that question. What are they going to do? He's a game changer, right? They're they're four and eight. Uh, at Dolphins, loss versus Texans, loss. Seahawks, we'll see another loss to the Texans, and then the Jags who are playing tonight. I mean, man, <laughs> I love this from Eddie. Yeah, the Giants. Forget about it, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Forget about it. You're done. Did you see his jersey sales? They spiked twelve hundred percent when they won. This is lighting money on fire. I'm happy for him <laughs> as a fellow Italian brethren. Like I'm happy that that's happening. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to cost him a quarterback now. But listen, mm -hmm. things can change. Touch and go. I mean, shit. The Cardinals could easily lose out. Like we're excited today. We've seen this team. 
lose 10 games this year. Some of them watchable, some of them not watchable. Like two <laughs> weeks ago, some of them like the Cleveland game. So, you know, we'll, we got two kind of bangers, not two in a row. Two out of the next three are going to be really tough for this franchise, Philadelphia and San Francisco. But, um, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Strap in. Do we need to look at the draft standings one more time? I think we've got an updated draft order for those of you who are not familiar. Cardinals are picking third bow. And then all the way up until the Titans, commanders through the Titans, they all have right now four dubs. Man, I, I just hope the commanders can. Commanders and Bears, like, can they get one more win and keep the, like, can the Cardinals win one? I want to see one more win from the Cardinals. Okay. And competitive the rest of the way out, but stay at three. Is that asking, is that getting too greedy? I also think, like, the commanders. Can they afford to take Marvin Harrison Jr.? Like, is that a stupid question? They have Dotson, no, and they've that's... got Terry. Like, maybe they trade those guys, but, like, they need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, it, to me, it's like the commanders are almost a moot point. Whereas, like, the Bears, I don't need selfish Bears getting Caleb and Marvin. I don't want that in my life. I right. don't want that at the CHGO merchandise locker selfishly. I don't want them to have those things. Christmas is around the corner. That's I'm being selfish, Johnny. Elf on the shelf, get it away from them. <laughs> but like these some these other teams, Patriots, yes, Bears, yes, Commanders, yes, Giants, Titans, Saints, Bucks, all these teams need quarterbacks. Yep. Each and every one of them. It's ugly. It's brutal. The Cardinals, they, they, I think they're I mean, how many of those teams are going to be actively trying to win games like like Arizona? Like who, who bears like, bears. Yeah. It's because Justin Fields is, is trying to keep his job, right? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. I mean, like, is that a double-edged sword? If the bears win games, do you think there's any chance they say, well, we can just take Marvin first overall. We've got our guy. That'd be such a cliche bears move. Yeah. But no, I, I bears have to know they're in a division. Now Jordan love looks good. You know, Vikings are a stable franchise. Lions are, you know, contender. Like, if the Bears think they're a Marvin Harrison Jr. and like a an edge rusher away, first of all, everybody deserves to get fired in that franchise anyway. Yeah. But. It's a lottery ticket, just like this scratch off, right? And uh, thanks to our friends over at Arizona Lottery. At this point, you're just you just got your lucky coin and you're just scratching away, hoping that uh, you land something nice. You, just for a buck, you get that. $500,000 Marvin Harrison Jr. in this upcoming Springs draft. It's uh, just, all, all joking aside, all stupid analogies that don't really work aside. The uh, the naughty or nice crossword was one of the most fun I've had. Just sitting here uh, lining up what uh, what type of prizes I, I'm going to win. I can win up to 20 grand. Uh, and most of the scratchers, you, you can find one for everyone on your holiday shopping list. The scratchers just started a dollar. Prizes up to $500,000. Go out and buy holiday scratchers today, and they're going to check off most of the people on your holiday shopping list. Uh, if you're looking to save some money this holiday season, or at least, you know, dabble in some banking, I'm going to tell you right now, Desert Financial, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals, they're here to help. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial, Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, They've got exceptional customer service, giving back to the community, and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Again, check them out for checking accounts, savings, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options. You got it. If you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. Represent the Red Sea like your boy, Mr. Venerable, with the Arizona Cardinals Visa debit card. I always get compliments on my big red Visa debit. Show your team spirit. Open a free checking account online. Get an Arizona Cardinals Visa uh, debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. How about some PHNX Cardinals gear? Get your Desert Financial credit card, debit card with the Arizona Cardinal logo on it. How about dabbling the PHNX merchandise locker? Pick up some gear, the Greg Dorch t-shirt for free. You want it for free? Become a diehard. Free hat and or shirt every single year. You're a diehard. Get 100% of the content free at gophnx.com. Be part of the exclusive member Discord, the fantasy league that I'm actually doing well in, Bo Brock. It's a great time. No better time. Dish out some diehard memberships for the holiday season. You will not be sorry that you did. Fantasy league that once again, when you look up, you'll see me 
near oh the top God. of the standings. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations. hey, buddy. How's it going down there? You're frauding that up in that league, too? I didn't even pay attention. What do you mean, fraud? I'm legit. Johnny, I'm gonna, I overtook points in our work league. I'm 1-1. I have the best record and most points. Is that good? Is high score I can't good? believe you're going to score 100. Is this a season high 171? No, in the it's not league? even. I scored more against our producer, Damon Dog, in a, another hard-fought victory. Prayers up to Damon, who also avoided Waffle House. Somehow, yeah, I'm proud of both of you guys. I think somehow, that, you know, the nobody way that you battle is going to have to go to Waffle House for 24 <laughs> hours. We were down, but we weren't out. No, you're never out. We fought hard. Not, not when we have each other's backs. Like I'm going to tell did. you right now, our Waffle House text chain has gotten really quiet <laughs> over the last couple of weeks when life has come at some folks fast. <laughs> Real quick, there are a lot of people coming to throw shade <laughs> at Damon and I over the last couple of weeks, and suddenly that's a that text thread's a ghost town because people know chirp, chirp. around the holidays chirp. now we'll be giving out some Waffle House gift cards to maybe a certain general manager, maybe a certain PHNX Diamondbacks beat reporter. We'll see. <laughs> But this you, show is wild. You'd love out. to see it. We've weathered the storm now back to back seasons. I was in the position Johnny was last year where I was uh staring down a potential reservation at a Waffle House, but got it together. I was watching YouTube clips of people doing it and like how they endured and strategies. Mm. Like I was I was one that's in sad, seven. Man. I, that may, that hurts my heart to think that I you was were that down on your luck. That's where I was headed. That's and emotional, Johnny. Four in a row. What you saw on display last week, talking about this Cardinals offense, can they win a game again ever? Uh, That's that's how you were with your own fantasy football team, and that hurts my heart. I I hate to see you like that, buddy. That's so disingenuous. That smug face, if I was there, I'd slap your smug face right now. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, this Arizona Cardinal team, though, deserves the bye. We deserve the bye. You know, our fantasy teams... We're excited about no Waffle House. I'm going to get a bye in the playoffs. Okay. You've ruined (laughs) the show. You've ruined this Monday experience for me. Somebody in the chat, I like this. What would you give up for Scary Terry from Washington? Will Scary Terry be available? Johan Dotson is on a rookie deal. That could be something, Jared, if they get Marvin Harrison. Is he he a Commanders fan looking to see if he can pawn Scary Terry running cardio on the field? Jared? Jared knew that we were talking about Commanders football. I would give up a third round pick for. Terry McClellan easily. Isn't that what he was drafted? Wasn't he a third round pick out of Ohio state? Uh, really talented guy, good size. Um, has, he did sign an extension. Then he, he got a big money extension recently. So he's under contract he's 28 though. I'm yeah. going to tell you right now he's 28 and he had three consecutive thousand yard seasons this year. He's on pace for about 800 yards. Would you give up a two form at 28 years old? I would probably say no at this point with where this franchise is. It's wild that Sam Howell has thrown for as many yards as he has, and Terry McLaurin's not going to reach a thousand. Is that right? Yeah. Dotson, our boy Logan Thomas. I was having this conversation yesterday. How is he leading the league? But like, who's he throwing the football? Yeah, who's he? Jahan Dotson and Dotson hasn't been that good. Curtis Samuel had a big game. So, McLaurin's under contract through 2025. His cap hit is pretty robust. 24 next year, 23 the year after that. But like if you were gonna pay he's if you were gonna pay Hollywood Brown that money, you had some maybe earmarked money for Hollywood Brown. Why not get a guy that, that has the size that actually performs? Yeah. I mean you know, with last week this past weekend being an outlier, obviously, where he was yeah. shut well, out. That was his fault. He's squad. out there, he says he's doing cardio. Um, I would trade two thirds for him, a third this year and a third next year. And if somebody's offering more than that, like that's fine. Goodbye, Terry. But if I would do that, I mean, he is exactly what they need. Like if they don't get Marvin, go out and get a proven commodity, go with Michael Wilson, draft another mid round receiver. That's going to be the most interesting dynamic of this Marvin Harrison jr. Follow. If they don't get the third overall pick, how do they address this? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Bringing back Hollywood Brown ain't it. Not with what we haven't seen and what right. we've seen this year. You want to come back on a vet minimum deal one year? Here's one year, $5 million. That's fine, but you cannot be counted on. So it's like, where is that production coming from? Michael Wilson's now missed a couple games. Where is that? You either got to take a first-round receiver. You got to sign somebody. It's going to be interesting to see how they tackle that because Kyler Murray needs quality pass catchers. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You can't waste Kyler Murray at $52 million with, <laughs> with this. Like, you know, Greg Dorch is his number one guy right now, and I would bring Greg Dorch back, but you need size at the position. How big is Terry? 6'1", 205. If he's... he's if you send a, th- I don't think you need to send like another third round pick. I think you could do a third and like a fifth or a sixth. Like, he's he's not a guy that's going to command a one or a two, right? I mean, he's he's locked in on his deal. It's it's right kind of on par with what we're going to see the money spent this offseason on, on receivers that are kind of in his tier, like a Michael Pittman Jr. type guy. Uh, he's who's a, little a little bit younger than I would like at 20. Yeah, but he's only under contract for two more years with a void year on the, on the back end. Which this is, is why like you have those additional picks. Like I got asked today by somebody like if, and I'll pose this to you, if their Houston pick gets pushed down far enough, mm-hmm. is that ammunition for a trade for a premium player in the NFL, like a Brian Burns, would you consider flipping that pick for a proven commodity and all pro that needs another, that needs a second contract. He'd have to be just entering the yeah. second deal. Would you, do I that? wouldn't No, I mean, as much as, and this isn't an indictment on Brian Burns. I just think that this is going to be a draft and develop team and they're not a Brian Burns away at 25 years old. I mean, it's, it's appealing, right? Um, but I think that they would probably like to, Air on the side of drafting. If, if they're going to trade that pick, I think they're going to do it to create more assets. I agree. Uh, and I also think, like, I, I, I trust Jonathan Gannon to get a pass rush. Uh, yeah. Like, they need talent receiver. Like, you can't manufacture that. Unless he just, thinks Burns is going to be, you know, Hassan Reddick 2.0, which he's fully capable of doing. Can they doing. just draft one, though? I feel like they yeah. can just draft yeah. one. But... When you could supplement it through free agency, or I mean, obviously he's not going to be available. So I don't know. It it puts you. To, he's an interesting name, but like to give up the assets and then pay that deal, I think that you just put yourself in a tough spot. Uh, even though it's a premium position, you take a receiver, man, and it's like Quentin Johnston, and people are getting fired. Like yeah. that—that's what scares me. So I, I, I think the to make sure he can catch with his hands. We stumble upon it with Scary Terry today, and it's like, shit, could that be a real option? Uh, we're going to talk about all these options and more. Brian Baldinger is going to join the show tomorrow to talk about the state of the Cardinals, what he thinks of Kyler Murray's, I think, breakout performance against Pittsburgh. We've got a draft show later in the week. And then how about, it? is it tomorrow or Wednesday? We're going to talk about what are these options for some of these free agents to be for the Cardinals? Who are you bringing back, Bo? Maybe some cut cost casualties. All that and more because it's the bye week, baby. We got to assess and evaluate everything. Yeah, Wednesday. Let's do that. We'll talk okay. to Baldy a little bit about that tomorrow, uh, but more about the performance against Pittsburgh and, and the rest of the way out for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals with Baldy. But we'll get into that. Where the Arizona Cardinals, where what position should they upgrade? There's quite a few of them. We'll get into that conversation later in the week, but it's got us. It's all right here. PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel. You got those notifications set up. If we go live at any point, anytime we drop a short or a clip, make sure you are notified about it. And of course, follow along on socials. Our guy at Damon Dog, at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock, and at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Have a great rest of your Monday, a victory Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with Baldy.